Welcome to Nine Point Started With A Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode is, I think, 102. So I think we're kind of moving along here. And this episode, we have Allie Cudworth, pro volleyball player. And her story is kind of about, you know, how do you build your home away from home? You know, a lot of the athletes we're interviewing right now are playing abroad overseas for, you know, six to nine months at a time of the year. And they're away from friends and family for the holidays and such things. And how do you kind of get over that homesickness, right? How do you overcome, you know, missing your friends and family? Allie's journey kind of shares how she's done that. You know, she's going, she's now in year four. So she kind of shares how she does that, how she helps how she help other athletes do the same thing as well. So great journey here, great story. And as always, let's get to it. So, so Allie, the question that everyone comes on is, um, when you're younger as an athlete, what was like your bigger dream goal you want to achieve? Um, so a lot of the time when I was young, I never had like this dream of being a pro athlete. Um, volleyball for me was like, I love to play. I love to compete, that sort of thing. But it was always like throughout like middle school, high school, it was okay, go to college for volleyball. Um, like I never had like, oh, I want to play professionally because in the U.S. especially, like there's no good outlets for professional volleyball players. Um, they're starting it up now where they're starting like the, the Athletes Unlimited League and the Love um, League that's starting with youth um, clubs and such. But I never thought like, oh, yeah, I want to be a pro athlete and that'll be my job. Um, I thought, OK, I'm going to get a scholarship. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to compete that way. Um, try and do the best I can. Um, but, yeah, I, it was kind of luck that I ended up becoming a pro so so at what age did you start playing volleyball um I had done a lot of like youth camps and such when I was really young like eight nine um organized volleyball in middle school at like seventh grade um so I was like 12 then I started club volleyball when I was 13 and I was like on the lowest possible team at that point like the regional team where like it's all like the leftover girls that they're like well they have some potential we could throw them together and see what happens um and then the next year I got moved up like the next level the next year the next level um and so I made it to like the national level team um for like the last three years of my club volleyball um and then from there I went to a d2 school um I had kind of similar situation where I had torn my meniscus um, my junior year of high school. And at that point, like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue playing. Um, And I had like a D1 scholarship, like a full ride. And they uh, got rid of the coach and then they pulled the scholarship. And so, but I... Overall, I think it was luck that I ended up at D2. I think it worked a lot better for me and what I needed from my experience. But yeah, it all started from like terrible volleyball in seventh grade. <laughs> that, that's wild. So it was for you, it was just like a, like a, just a climb, you know, getting. So, so, so starting like, you know, like back in that seventh grader, you know, how, how did you start developing, I guess, 
the mindset or, or like the, the goal to wanting to, you know, start from that, that lower team to say, I want to go to the highest, highest team up. Yeah. So my whole life, I've been very competitive. Um, I've, you know, my dad raised me playing basketball. He was a collegiate basketball player. My mom was a collegiate swimmer. Um, so my whole youth, I was in sports playing anything and everything. Um, I played basketball up through eighth grade. I played softball through my freshman year of high school. Um, and like the, like volleyball just stuck with me. Um, it's like a fast paced game, you know, it's really team oriented, that sort of thing. Um, and just like that competitive side of me was like, I want to be the next thing. Like, I want to be on the next possible option. I want to surround myself around these good players and like compete against them and kind of prove like I'm capable of doing the same thing and competing the same way. I think my natural athleticism kind of helped me a lot with that because I was and now I've learned from it, but I was not a hard worker. Like I was not a good student of the game. My coaches would get mad at me for not trying hard enough. And I'm like, well, when it comes to the game, like I'll be fine. Um, and then I realized like in college and like beyond, it doesn't really work that way, but yeah, just, I was competitive. Like I wanted to win. And like, for me, winning was like getting to that next team, that next level. Um, and like just proving to myself, like, yeah, I'm good enough to do this. So, so having two, you know, parents that are both these after themselves, they kind of help you kind of, they kind of give you like the framework, I guess. Oh yeah, definitely. My dad is, um, he was always giving me like the leadership books and things like that to say, okay, like this is what you need to follow. And okay, when you're in high school, you're like, yeah, okay, dad, sure, whatever, like whatever you say. Um, but like looking back, like those sort of things definitely helped shape me to who I am now and understanding like, okay, my parents have gone through this sort of thing. They've gone through the tough moments. They've gone through the coaching that's pushing you so hard that you feel like you want to give up um but like still like okay I'm doing this for me and like for the team and I'm gonna get through it um but yeah my parents definitely I mean they encouraged me to try a bit of everything see what I like in sport um and I'm really thankful for that like having the experience of other sports and not just okay pick one and be done um but yeah, and okay, it goes back to my grandparents too. My my grandpa was like a collegiate coach for football and track and field. And um, yeah, I mean, they- It runs in the family. Family. <laughs> family athletes, right? Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. So you mentioned, you know, junior year, you had the meniscus, right? Yeah. So that knee injuries are tough in itself. And- and you said, I think at one point that, that you thought about just not get not coming back. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was my junior year of high school. Um, I distinctly remember the practice. Like I was doing like a simple movement, just like shuffling to one side. And I felt my knee just like pop. Um, and, you know, I, I like couldn't move. It, it was like stuck. Um, and I went to my coach and I was like, hey, coach, like something's wrong. And he, he was not the best. Um, he said, oh, go complain to the athletic trainer. <laughs> and I said, mm, okay. 
I will. So I went to her and she's like, yeah, like it could be this. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a major like ligament or something. Um, so I didn't go to a doctor directly after that. I practiced for maybe another month or so. And after every practice, it was getting swollen and hurting. So eventually went to a sports medicine doctor, um, got an MRI. Um, he sat me down, you know, going over the MRI pictures and he's saying, okay, like if you see this bow tie shape in the picture, that means you tore your meniscus. So he's like scrolling through, like zooming into it. And it's like, oh, and there's the bow tie shape. And I like my vision started to just like go black. I was panicked, so scared. Um, and like from there on, okay, I went to a great knee surgeon um, in my area. He was going to repair it, which if you know about meniscus repair, that's a long recovery. It's yeah. like six, six weeks. Of, yeah, it's like six to eight weeks of no pressure on your knee. Like you can't walk, you can't like put anything on your knee. Um, and the doctor, you know, we, I went into surgery and he said, um, he got in and pardon my language, but he said, oh shit. <laughs> and he, you know, it was so torn and so frayed so badly that he's like, you know what, we're just gonna clean it out, take off the inside half of the meniscus medial. And from there, I went to rehab for a couple of weeks, um, got back to practicing about a month later, and then playing in a couple of tournaments here and there. But um, after that, I mean, the whole situation with the university I was going to go to, um, they had hired a new coach and he didn't really get to see me play. And he wanted to go a different direction than the past coach. And he said, you know, like, you could just walk on to the team um, and like, maybe you'll get a one or two year scholarship. I said, you know what? Like, it doesn't sound great. Not really what I want. And for a while I said, okay, I'll just walk on and see what happens. I know like I can go there. Um, we had national championship for club volleyball in Columbus that year. And I'm from Akron area. Um, and it's like a two hour drive and halfway to Columbus, there's a stop for Ashland, Ohio. Um, but it's like cornfields, this whole drive. And my parents were like, oh, you could always go to Ashland. Like it, I've heard it's a good school. And I, I think I said, no, it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. Why would I go there? There's nothing there. Um, and then I, at nationals, I, Played a few games here and there. Um, at the end, the Ashland coach came up to me and she's like, hey, we really like you. We'd like you to come to campus. Um, I saw her with her kids. Um, and like from that moment, I said, okay, I'm going there, done. Like it was just like that split decision. Um, I went to camp, I played at camp and I said, okay, yeah, like this sounds good to me. Um, I told my parents, like, yeah, I, that's it. I'm going. They said, okay, you need to wait and decide. Um, but I signed there, like, in my senior year to go that summer. Okay, before, there was another camp, did that. Then I went for preseason. And about a week in, I said, I don't know if this is for me. 
I don't know if it's what I want to do. Um, it was like, I wasn't used to hard work. I wasn't used to like actually practicing hard and working out hard all the time. Um, and I almost quit like a week into season. Luckily, my coach was like, no, you're not quitting. Like, shut up, get over it. Um, but I tried to, like, I tried excuses. I was like, well, my knee, well, this, well, that. And okay, I stuck with it, luckily. But it was, I mean, it all stemmed from that knee injury where I was like, okay, I'm not confident with my knee. And I don't know, like, maybe coaches will think that it's a bad thing um, that I've had this surgery that maybe they'll think I can't perform like I normally can. Um, but I got lucky with the support I had around me. Thank God. <laughs> that's, that's a wild journey right there. It's yeah. Little, almost like a blood thing a little bit. And that's it though. It kind of forced yeah. you to kind of figure out how to work hard a little bit. Exactly. I got very lucky. <laughs> So, so going back on, on, on the working hard thing, right, and, and, and that freshman that first freshman week, you know, that first week of like thinking, oh, crap, do I really want to go through this grind? And I think, I think like a lot of athletes go through that in all sports, you know, that after you go from, go from, from high school being like the person going to college mm-hmm. and you're like, and now you're like starting over if you're like, do I want to go to these two-a-days, you know? Exactly. Like you start, you know, you're at the top of the totem pole, then you get knocked back down to the bottom. Yeah. Um, and okay. The first, like the, we had like a week and a half or something of preseason before we actually played any games. And I remember just like dreading waking up. Like, I was like, I have to do this again. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. I got through it and we got to one of our first games and my coach put me in the lineup and I was like, Oh, Okay. I, I can do this. I, I earned the spot. Like I am athletic. I can play this game still. Like what was I thinking? Um, but yeah, I mean, I went through a lot of that throughout college, like every year preseason, I struggled. Um, I'm not good at running a lot. <laughs> like I just know that about me. And we had a lot of like running tests and stuff. Um, yeah. And spring season practices too, like the off season, there were times that, you know, I felt myself just like, so like my body felt heavy and like my heart felt heavy too. Cause I was like, I don't know if I can do this right now. Um, I think that goes into mental health things too, like um, anxiety, that sort of thing. Um, where I was anxious about all of it. Cause I wasn't used to working hard. I didn't have that background of, you get up, you work, and then you see that pay off in your performance. Um, so yeah, it, it was tough trying to change that mindset. And it, I don't think it really clicked for me until my senior year where it was like, oh my gosh, this might be my last time playing. I need to work my butt off to earn this. Like I want to do well this year. And it's a shame that I did that to myself, I guess, um, that I didn't push harder before. Um, but now playing professionally, I, I know how to do it now. Like I, I figured it out where I'm like, okay, like the outside pressure isn't as much as it was in college because they're, I'm responsible for it. It's a job. 
I am getting paid for it. I need to perform to get the pay. Um, where in college, it was kind of like, well, okay, if we don't do well, I still have my scholarship. I'm still going to classes. I have something else in the future, whatever. But now it's like, no, this is my job. I have to work hard. I have to do those things right. They're, 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 there's more, there's more like on the line now, right? Exactly. Yeah, like if I, okay, I'm very lucky with my club here. I am in a great situation. I've been with the same team for, this is my fourth year with them. Um, I got very lucky out of the gate with that. But You're in Cyprus, right? Yeah, Cyprus, a little island. <laughs> it's great. But there are some teams in the professional world that if you don't perform well in one game, they could send you home. Like, no questions asked. You just buy, no money. Right? Like, it's, it's tough. It's a tough job. And so, so going into, like, from college to overseas, you know, you're going from the United States to, you know, really hopping on a plane and, you know, saying, I'll see you guys in what, nine months, maybe. Right. Yeah. How was, how was that first year compared to your first year in college? Yeah. So my university was only an hour from home. So if I was homesick, I can drive home on the weekend here. Okay. It's like the, a whole day of travel on a plane. Um, my first week or so, I think all I did was cry. I mean, I was miserable. I was like, what am I doing? Why did I decide this? Um, I'm pretty sure I called my mom and I said, don't ever let me do this again. Um, just because I wasn't used to being away from home. Um, I think since being here, like that year, the next year and such, I got more comfortable. It was like a second round of like a college experience where I get to be away from home, create my own life here, um, have my own friends here. More like It's more comfortable for me um, than college was, I think. Um, college is still very much like the high school drama, um, especially at Ashland. It was a very small school, like including graduate students. I think there's 5,000 students. Like it's tiny. Um, so coming here and just, you know, being able to create my own life and only having volleyball to worry about, it was a lot better for me. The first year was rough, that's for sure. Like getting accustomed to everything, adapting. But each year since then has been gradually more easy. And like this season, I even came back a couple weeks earlier because I said, okay, I wanna go see my friends there. I wanna go hang out with them before the season starts. Where if you asked me that my second year, I'd say, no, 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 I don't wanna go, I don't wanna go. What's the latest date I can come? So it's definitely been a lot of growth, like big personality growth, you know, dirty growth, everything. It's a journey, right? Yes, very much so. <laughs> so so what, what helped you, I guess, come to say you want to stay? Like that, that freshman, I mean, that, that first year, right? Like, how did you overcome the homesick and, you know, just the, like, the thinking, like, maybe I just wanted to go home and just go back to having a, just a regular life. How did you have that framework to say I'm going to stick through it? Yeah, so I got, 
I guess I just got more comfortable with the idea that, okay, I'm literally getting paid to play a sport I love. Like, there is nothing better than that. Like, okay, yeah, in college you get paid, but it's your scholarship. You don't see that money. Like, here I have my apartment, I have a car, I have food, I have my salary. Like, that's all provided for me. So what's not to love about that? Like, I'm getting paid for it each year, like increased pay and that sort of thing. Um, But yeah, and just like the friendships I have created out of it. Um, I have friends from all over the world, like, you know, all over Europe and that sort of thing. And my first to second year was a difficult decision for for sure. Um, The second year too, I came and I was like, you know what? I'm not sure if I'm happy. I don't know if I like this. Um, I'll stick with it for a few months. Um, I ended up making a lot more friends that season. Um, I was a lot closer with my teammates. Um, Cause you're all going like all your teammates are going through the same thing. There's other professional athletes around the Island too, that are going through the same thing you're going through. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's just the relationships that I created with the people here and Cyprus, like the people here are very nice. And like, there was some adjustment, of course, like some language barrier sometime um, because they speak Greek as their first language. Um, So Greek is extremely difficult to learn. Uh, The letters are different in everything, different alphabet. Um, But luckily most of them speak English too like completely fluent there's a few that don't but in general like I got very lucky um but yeah and just even the staff that are involved um they've made it very welcoming for me and they want me back each year and it it feels good to like be wanted yeah so like being comfortable knowing that they're gonna take care of me if I have problems that they'll help solve them um yeah and they're extremely supportive and that's the best part of it how the food it's pretty good actually um greek food is cypriot food specifically is very close to greek um pretty much the same thing um a lot of like suvlaki gyros um they have a special cheese here called halloumi um which if you've never heard of it it's very good um it's like a, it's like a, I don't even know. It, it sounds weird if you say it like this, but it's like a rubbery cheese that you can grill. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's great. If you ever get a chance to try halloumi. 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 Yeah. It sounds cool just saying, like you're saying it, right? <laughs> halloumi. Yeah. I need, some, I need a burger with halloumi on it, you know? Forget, yeah. You know, it's good cheddar. No, no American halloumi. Halloumi. <laughs> <over> <laughs> yeah. Good. I mean, they have a lot of, I mean, they have like home food, comfort foods too. They have Papa John's, Taco Bell, Burger King, McDonald's. Papa John's they, is overseas. Yeah. Domino's, Pizza Hut. What? No. Yeah, TGI Fridays here too. No. <laughs> yeah. Chicken strips too. Yeah. Mm hmm. They have a lot of options here, but I think it's also because this is a very tourist island and a lot of British people come here and retire here. 
So there's a lot of British influence because it used to be a British colony. Um, so yeah, it's it's very comfortable. I'm just um, more the food. Papa John made it made it overseas. I thought he would just you know live in the American dream, but Papa John is <laughs> international. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh man, must be nice, Papa John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're now in the and what what year are you in in, in, in your career now? The year this four. Is my fourth, yeah. Your fourth year. So you so you had one team throughout this whole journey. Yeah, so you got really lucky then, because because I've heard some other stories like of the other leagues and how that can be like hard getting paid or you know things like that. So you finally found a great spot. How did you yeah. how did you land this team? So I had an agent um, that was working. I was working with. Um, I I actually after I graduated, I was a graduate assistant at another university, another like forty five minutes from my house. Um, so I worked there for the, the season, um, and I just wasn't happy. It wasn't a good situation for me. Um, I said, okay, like, I really want to play. Um, I looked into doing like an overseas tour tryout sort of stuff, but it was pretty expensive. Um, and it just wasn't affordable for me at the time. So I luckily had some friends, um, who had connections to people who had an agent I said, okay, like I'll reach out to this agent, see what he can do. Um, I sent him my video highlights, all these things. And within like a couple of weeks, he's like, yeah, I have an offer for you in Cyprus. And my first thought is, oh, in Greece. Okay, sure. Um, and then I kind of did my research. And I was like, oh, wait, it's not in Greece. It's separate, different spot, closer to Turkey, um, that sort of stuff. And yeah. You know, the moment he's like, I have an offer. I was like, okay, yep, done. I'm going. Um, I knew nothing about the team, about the league, about Cyprus in general, um, where I was going to be living, what the situation was. Um, I got my contract. I signed it. I said, yep, I'm in. Um, at the end of the first season, they're like, hey, we want you back next year. We'll give you a little bit more money. Um, I said, okay, sure, why not? The next year, um, COVID happened. Uh, luckily, the team was like, yeah, we still want you back. Like, here, sign real quick. And it happened within, like, three days that we made the agreement. And then at the end of last season, um, you know, our team did pretty well last year. Um, we were in, like, the top three. Okay, there's only eight teams, but it was a big jump for our team. And um, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I would really like to come back again. Um, I like the lifestyle here. I like the people. I like the team. I think next year could be our year. So that's where I am now. Um, our team's doing pretty well this year. We're currently ranked first. Um, we're ahead by like three points in the ranking. Um, we unfortunately lost on Tuesday, but it was a tough game. It was like a 3-2 game. And... I'm very sore from that game. My body is dying a little bit, but our team's doing well this year and the support we have from the team and like the management, the sponsorship people, the president, all of it is like nothing I've seen before. Most girls I know that have worked with teams that are like high levels like this, um, 
they say it's not a good environment. It's not good between the girls. It's not good with the manager or something. Um, but yeah, I got very lucky that it's such a supportive team and our main sponsor who basically runs the whole thing. He gives all the money basically. He's like family to me now. Like um, I would, if I ever decide to come back to Cyprus for like a vacation or holiday or something, I would for sure reach out to him and say, hey, like, can you help me figure out where to stay, what's going on? And he would do it, no problem, no questions asked. So it feels like he, so it's almost like he kind of built your, your home away from home. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely a second home. And I felt that from the first year, like it, it's so comfortable for me. And I feel like I fit in really well here. And the lifestyle is like, exactly what I want it's you know I get to go for coffee in the morning and sit for three hours at a coffee shop go to practice for a couple hours and like have my dinner uh, like for free like what could be better than that like it's a setup and the people here I really the my mates are the best they're family to me now so say there's like you know a girl who a junior or senior in college looking to kind of make they're you know looking planning toward their year abroad you know, as a pro athlete what advice would you give them on trying to I guess how to find or how to build that home away from home yeah so the biggest thing is like reaching out to agencies that either are, they have players that you think you're similar to or that work with the same level of players that you work with or that you are um and finding somebody that really wants to work for you, um, not somebody that's just like in it for the money or just like, oh, like here, go here, deal with it. Somebody that's supportive and that sort of thing. Um, and when you get to whatever team you get to, just dive in, like be a part of their culture, try to learn their language, um, go out with them for drinks, go out for coffee anytime you can. Just immerse yourself in that culture. Um, I know a lot of people who have come overseas in other sports too, not just volleyball, who've come overseas and they still want to live their life like they're in America. Mm. They be, well, I'm American. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't speak that language. I only speak English. Like you should speak English and that sort of thing. And it's, that's not how it works. Like if you make the effort to say, okay, I'm gonna try and learn your language. I'm gonna try and learn some things about you, about your culture, um, about the club history, that sort of stuff. They appreciate it and they see that you're trying. Um, you know, I've heard from local players who maybe don't speak so much English that they have some teammates who come and say like, don't even, like they stay in their room all day they do their own thing. Maybe they play video games, whatever. And they don't even try to hang out with the team outside of, um, outside of practice. But to make it feel like home, you need to do that sort of thing. Because at home, you're not doing that. You're going out with your friends. You're, you know, hanging out with people, even outside of your sport. I have so many friends here that are, don't play volleyball or play for different teams or play a different sport. Um, you just have to like dive into it, like immerse yourself in that the culture. The culture. Mm -hmm. That was good. That's, that's good. That was, that was solid. You practice that? 
No, I didn't. <laughs> that was killer, you know? And I, and I think it's true, you know? It's like, if you want to, you know, within, you got to immerse yourself to to fit in, right? Not fit in, but just, like, be a part of the solution, the team, nothing. That's how, probably why your team loves you so much, right? Because you came in and you said, all right, I want to grow with you guys, you know? And I think that's probably, like, a, a leadership thing and, you know, and just a, say, yo, she's one of us. Yeah, they definitely still give me a lot of crap for not speaking Greek yet. Um, I've learned a lot, but they're still like, come on, you need to speak already. And I'm like, I'm really trying. It's really hard. You're five, right? You're five. Yeah. Year. I'll get it. <laughs> you, you order a year long of, of, of Duolingo at the coffee shop. Just be there. Your new home. Yes. <laughs> So, so as you kind of end towards this a little bit, you know, like what's next for you? Like, like what are your, your next goals and ambitions as you kind of finish this season out and go into, you know, the future? Yeah. So short term with this team, I want to win a championship. Um, you know, each year we've kind of moved up, kind of like my career history, like moving up in everything. Um, this year I want to win a championship. I've never won a big championship before. So that's first step. Um, next is deciding, okay, do I want another year here? Um, once we win the championship, uh, the next season, they're able to play like a European Challenge Cup, which means you play teams outside of Cyprus, um, which I also think would be amazing. Um, so I have to decide, okay, do I want to do that option or do I want to move on to a different team, a different club, different country, that sort of thing. So it's definitely a lot to consider. Um, I'm currently like a free agent. I don't have anybody I'm working with. I'm kind of in the market for that right now too. Um, my boyfriend actually plays volleyball here too. I met him last season and we're trying to decide, okay, where would we like to play? Do we want to go play together in the same country um are we gonna just try and make it work if we're apart like what's what's our plan um so it's a lot to consider um I'll definitely go home for the summer and find a summer job work a bit and then see what happens kind of letting it all flow see how it goes <laughs> as, as the wind blows to see where it goes right? well, that, exactly. that was good that was good you practice that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i'll make yeah. a shirt you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so 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 once you win the championship whatever can i get like a like an autographed jersey for like like like, like, like for sure <laughs> like frame it up and like yo i remember when when she manifested this yes she, she said it was gonna happen <laughs> yeah <can> do that <laughs> dope dope ali it's been great like maybe we can do like a do like a a touch base after the season maybe and kind of just see how things are going and really maybe like kind of put like, put like a guide together about how to build your life out you know abroad I think you really have a good insight and you lived it thank um, you I appreciate you for having me too I, it's fun <laughs> um, so last question for you so where are you at social media wise website we can kind of mention right now yes instagram at ali cud I have Facebook, Twitter, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't have much other social media, but Instagram is my main go-to. Awesome. So, Allie, this has been amazing. 
Um, great talking with you, learning your story, you know. And thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. And look forward to talking to you more. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.